We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. bit after 10 o'clock on the fan in New York City. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, talking through the sports and conversations and topics and thoughts and taking your calls to hear your take on everything as we move the show along. Let's get right back to the phones. I think I've said enough. I think we've set the table enough. You know what we're talking about. Andre is in Lynnhurst, New Jersey, next up on the fan. Go for it, Dre. Yeah, what's going on, Keith? First of all, congratulations on your show. You do an amazing job. I usually call the K show, but I'm like, damn, I got to get on this uh, McPherson show, man, because you're good, man. Appreciate so congratulations it. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Uh, congrats, my brother. But um, I had to get at you with the Yankees talk, man. I, I hit you up on Instagram. My name is Drez on Instagram. And um, we went back and forth on this. But, you know, you got to give Cashman his flowers, my brother. The reason why is because you know, as a, a lifelong Jets fan, lifelong Knicks fan, just seeing what went on with the Nets, the Yankees never let us down, bro. I'm, I, I'm from the Bronx, bro. I grew up five blocks away from Yankee Stadium, and I live in Lindhurst, New Jersey now. But, um, you know, growing up over there, that team never let me down, man. And yeah, I the Jets, back the Yankees, then, I was going to say, the Yankees never let us down. In the past, when we were kids, they let us down a lot lately. But we can't keep booing Donaldson. We can't keep booing Hicks. <laughs> Every single week, players are not going to want to play over here no more, man. And we got to let up as a fan base. Like, we got to be able to, you oh, know. Oh, man. And, 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 We're getting you know, soft. Our own play is great, my brother. That's what I'm trying to say. We're getting and that's super what I want to soft. Your thoughts on, my brother. We're getting weak. Thanks for the call, Dre. I got you. And I hear you. But I'm glad you revised that, right? The, the, the reason I'm a Yankees fan is because they, they didn't let us down too much when we were kids. Yeah, it's tough to see them, you know, lose to the Marlins. Yeah, it's tough to see them lose to the Diamondbacks. But they're there. They're in the fall classic. As a kid growing up, it was a guarantee. I remember playing football and getting out of football practice and going home to watch the Yankees in October, and you just knew they were going to win in an advance and get to the World Series and potentially win one. That was standard. That was the expectation. That was the Yankee way. I know baseball has changed. I know there's a ton of parody in the league. I know we'll never see a dynasty like we saw with the Yankees in the 90s, early 2000s. But we're watching an Astros dynasty right now. We're watching a Houston team that knows how to figure out every season whether they lose George Springer, Carlos Correa, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander. I'm probably forgetting some other guys that they've lost over the years. They still figure out how to get to the American League Championship every year. They still figure out how to get to the World Series every other year. And now we live in a reality where 
The 2017 World Series that we all put an asterisk next next to, they cheated. They literally had a trash can camera system uh, to steal signs. You all know about it. But now we live in a world where we can't even knock them for that because they went out and won the last World Series, and they own the Yankees in the process of doing that. They've eliminated the Yankees in 2015, 2017. You understand, like, they own New York. And I can't give Cashman his flowers right now. What have you done for me lately? Don't give me, oh, they re-signed Aaron Judge. They they should not have had to pay their own guy that they drafted, that they de- developed, that they put the judges' chambers in for, that they helped make a superstar. They should not have had to give him $360 million. The smart teams lock up talent like that early. They avoid arbitration. And they get these guys extensions and deals before that. The Yankees should have saw this coming in his rookie year when he hit over 50 home runs and took the league by storm. They should have been talking then about locking him up. Instead, they wanted to say, oh, he's injury prone. Oh, he's a big guy. We don't know. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll wait this thing out. And you wait it out. And now, now you got to pay this guy $40 million a year, which he deserves. But I said earlier, he did what he did last year to spite the organization. We all remember the awkwardness in the beginning. He struggled in the beginning. Didn't he go like the first 13 games without a home run or something? I was in the ballpark. I sit in 203. I sit everywhere in that ballpark. I heard fans, you should have taken the contract, Judge. Oh, this guy's all about the money. Oh, he sucks now. He was damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If he would have signed that extension for 238 and slumped, people would have said, oh, he's not worth the 238. He turned it down and bet on himself. And what did people say? Oh, this guy, he's not worth the money. And then even when he hit free agency, folks were saying, you can't give him that much. You can't give him nine years. You have to now. You have to now. So I don't I don't give Cashman props for retaining their own. I don't give Cashman props. Like, that's another thing. This is baseball. There's no salary cap. There's now a Steve Cohen tax and all of that, but that like that's another reason why I can't give you your flowers. There's a new sheriff in town. And I'm glad that the Mets are what they are now because I never used to watch the Mets. Now that I have to cover the Mets and speak on them, this is great. These are the make it happen Mets. And Steve Cohen will see to it that they make it happen. What are you going to do about that, Cash? You got to share the city. And there's a chance that they get further than you and potentially win the World Series before you. Are you going to say then, oh, well, we got pretty far. or Oh, we were close. It was a crapshoot. No. Leave no stone unturned. Do what you have to do to get this team back to a World Series. That was the old Yankee way. That's why you have so many diehard fans. That's why you would have a ridiculous home field advantage if you actually were able to get to a World Series. The place would be insane. But the fans are tired of coming up short. The fans are tired of the excuses. The fans are tired of seeing players that you traded for, like Aaron Hicks, Josh Donaldson, IKF. That wasn't the smartest move. And we understood that you had to get Gary Sanchez out of here, but we didn't care if you just DFA'd him, cut him. You move on from Gio Urshela, who was a fan favorite, and you bring in Josh Donaldson, and your words were, yeah, we appreciate what Gio did, but he's no Josh Donaldson. What did you think Josh Donaldson was going to be at age 36? 
the MVP from 2016, Toronto Blue Jays, Josh Donaldson, he's cooked. He's not the same guy. And IKF, with all the shortstops we've seen signed in the last two years, IKF was the apple of your eye. That is why people were calling for your job. Aaron Hicks was supposed to be the starting center fielder. You had to trade Jordan Montgomery to get Harrison Bader, and I give you props for that move. I gave you props for that move because Harrison Bader, a New Yorker, the the pinstripes were light for him. He came through. He was hitting home runs in October. He produced. He, He hit, unlike a lot of these other Yankees that we've seen fail over the years. This lineup is pretty much the same. There's still guys that... We're going to probably have to watch, and the fans are, are fed up. So if you don't produce this year, right, you know, I, I, it really it rubbed me the wrong way that you was talking about. I forget. How far did we get? You still came up short. You were swept. You were swept in the ALCS. That's embarrassing. I don't care if you got to the Final Four. Your arch nemesis embarrassed you. They celebrated on your field. I'll never get the images out of my mind of that pack of Astros fans behind their dugout. I was like, where the hell did all of these Houston people come from? Did they fly in today when they realized the tickets were 20 bucks to get into the stadium? Or do they already live here in New York and they're popping up? You let that go down. You let that happen on your watch. So I don't want to hear about the fans' expectations. That if you don't win a World Series, it's an L. Yeah, our expectations are growing because it's been since 2009. Figure it out. You've passed on so many players in free agency. You've made trades that haven't worked. You've committed money in places where "Ah, I wasn't the smartest idea. Like now the John Carlos Stanton contract doesn't seem that great. But when you took on John Carlos Stanton, most people were saying, hey, you already have a, a huge right fielder that hits home runs and judge. Now you got two. And your bright idea, along with whoever else in the Yankees organization, was to make him a DH only when the guy was an MVP playing the field every day. Like, we can go down this rabbit hole if you guys want because we're it's February. We're walking right into baseball season. I can I can spit this all day. I've lived it. I, I, I'm like, I'm to the point now where you've heard me say this, like Peter Pan's got to grow up one day. I feel like I've grown up. I don't live in this fairy tale that the Yankees are the Yankees and that they're going to win the World Series. The chase for 28, no one even says chase for 28 because we're not chasing it. It seems out of reach. You don't get props for coming up short. You don't get props for coming in second or third or fourth. These Yankees fans expect you to get to the World Series. That's why there's so many fans. And... I was at American Dream last weekend talking to all these different Yankees fans, shaking hands with people. People showed me more love than I deserve because I'm blessed and I get the opportunity to talk on WFAN for over a year. And Yankees fans that listen to the station feel a connection with me because I'm a bleacher creature, because I'm in the stadium like them, because I've watched the Yankees my entire life from being a little kid. I just posted a picture on my Twitter and Instagram of me on the playground as Bernie Williams, I don't know, in the 90s. If the Yankees were able to win a World Series, the entire world would see the best fan base in sports. They would see this city flipped upside down. They would see thousands of Yankees fans in the street celebrating and partying. But it's been a long time since we've had a parade, and I don't know when the next one's coming. Not with this attitude of, oh, we were close. We did good enough. Yeah, because your ticket sales are up there. 
you did good enough because Judge made you an extra $40 million the week that he was chasing history. He had a good season. The Yankees didn't have a good season. There was a point in the season last year where I was hating it. I was dreading it. You go to, you go to St. Louis, you get swept by the Cardinals. The Cincinnati Reds come into the Bronx and beat you. You're rolling a roll this Chapman out there. We have to watch Josh Donaldson strike out over and over again. We, we got to watch Aaron Hicks not be able to come up anytime with two outs and two runners on. Like, how many times did Hicks come up and there's two outs, two runners on? Oh, here we go again. And then we got to watch this guy on Derek Jeter night where Derek Jeter, they're showing you all the highlights, all the hits from the era that put all those people in the seats. I never saw Yankees fans arrive on time and be in their seats like they were for Derek Jeter night. We all listened because the captain was back in town. And you know who ruined that night for us? Aaron Hicks. I'm scarred from it. I listened to fans chant, we want Gallo, Joey Gallo. And that's the guy that you'll probably run out in left field to start this season. I'm good on it, bro. John is in Huntington on the fan. Go for it, John. Keith, great job. Uh, first time calling you. I agree with the Yankee points wholeheartedly. I, I'm an 80 baby, so I lived through those years. And then I was late high school, early college during the glory years. But uh, we could, like you said, we could talk about that all night and for months. But let me pivot to the Knicks, who I honestly can't stand this team anymore. Um, like you said before about the Yankee fan who called earlier, this this whole town is getting soft. I, I need Julius Randle out the door, and it can hit him on the way out for all I care. We can keep uh, Jalen Brunson and Grimes and, and trade everybody else. Because right now I am jealous of your team right now. And the best thing that could have happened to your team happened was addition by subtraction. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of Kyrie 1, getting rid of KD 2 because he's basically becoming a shell of himself. He's hurt every other day. Um, basically I heard Markel Bridges was almost sold for four number ones yep. himself. And you got him, you got Cam Johnson, you got Dinwiddie back, who's a, a homegrown net, and you got basically Kyrie Light in Cam Thomas, who's 21 and only going to get better every single day. And you got DFS, who honestly at 6'8 can go up against Tatum in the playoffs yep. when you yep. need it. Nick Claxton has emerged this Cla- year, Nick finally. Nick is is, is going to be a beast. And then you got a bunch of shooters. Who like this Joe team Harris, is so much better. Seth Curry, Utah Watanabe. I'm I'm telling you, and you got draft picks still, even though you have all those swaps with Houston, you're still gonna have draft picks. The one thing Sean Marks knows how to do is draft and develop, mm-hmm. which he did before he got K D and Kyrie, and he'll do the same thing, and they finally have another coach. I thought it was a nightmare when Oh, I'm blanking on the coach right now. Kenny um, Atkinson. Got rid of Kenny Atkinson. But Jacques Vaughn is the younger version of Kenny. He likes to play D. He can develop. He was a player in the league. And and honest truth, you guys are so much better for for starting over. And it's not even starting over because, honestly, I think Mikhail Bridges in Phoenix was held back. Right, it's a, it's a retool, not a rebuild. I know there's people that are that were celebrating the Nets' downfall this year, or not this year, but this week, as if this year is over, like they're going to fall off a cliff. They're not. 
It's not the same as it was after the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce years where, you know, the, the uh, you know, the cupper, the, you know, what's, what's the phrase? The cupboard is barren? I don't think that's the phrase. Cupboard is, it's definitely not bare. It's, it's stocked. It's stocked and locked. And you got Mikhail Bridges signed for four years right now. And honestly, I think he's going to be a top 10, top 15 guy in the league because he can play D. Although you can run out Cam Thomas, Cam Johnson, Dinwiddie, DFS, and Claxton, and and that's or you know, Cam Johnson. Run out. Cam Johnson. That kid. That kid. From when I saw him in UNC, he's different. He can Crazy. shoot the ball. He can jump. Crazy. He's he's a long defender. You got two uh, six eight guys and two six six guys, and and you're just gonna and you got Cam Thomas who can you know he's Kyrie Light. I'm telling you. He's a bucket. It's, it's yep. going to be – you guys are so much better. Lock up Jacques Vaughn for the next five to ten years. And you yeah, he's not going insane. anywhere. They, they've they got him for the next couple years. That was in his uh, deal that he signed when they decided not to go to Ime Udoka. I'm glad they didn't go that route. Jacques Vaughn will be here, and the future's bright for the Nets. I understand that people want to dance on graves and troll and all that, but it's just – it's it's empty. It, it doesn't it doesn't fit what what's actually going on, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens. We got Knicks, Nets – in the Garden on Monday. I was rooting for the Knicks to beat the Sixers because the Nets got to face them tomorrow at 6. Second half of a back-to-back. We'll see what the Nets look like, but then right after the Super Bowl... And if Bowl... I could pivot to the Yankees for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, honestly, where the Yankees... Where Cash lost out, I mean, and they were spending money anyway after the judge deal, I mean, Ben Benintendi was it. Like, that was the guy, once he got rolling and then he got hurt, but you should have we should have signed him in the offseason... We would have had Benintendi, Bader, and Judge in the outfield. It would have been then we could play Oswaldo Cabrera at third, and we could put Peraza at short, and then not even have to play um, any of those guys that we just mentioned that I want to kick out the door. I want to forget their names. Yeah, There's they no should. They shouldn't be starters. So, they should be bench pieces. They should be playing uh, sparingly. We shouldn't have to rely Donaldson on Donaldson off the bench, IK off, IKF off the bench, and Hicks off the bench are good players. But they're not starters. Right. They're not everyday Absolutely players. Not. Thanks for the call, John. I, what I'll say is what I've been saying about Benintendi the whole time. I disagree with signing Benintendi. I think he ended up signing for $75 million in five years with the Chicago White Sox. And that's the biggest free agent signing they've ever made. Jerry Reinsdorf, who owns the, the Bulls, is, is that cheap. But there's too much Boston in his blood. I'll never forget the first roll call we did for him. Bleacher Creatures, we're excited for new players. You know, whenever there's a new player, we're excited for the roll call. Uh, it's, a, it's a new player to chant. I know it's a little thing, but we also look to see how they receive the roll call. I, You know, I've talked to guys that have, have talked about the first time that they've heard that, right? Uh, Slade Heathcott, I, I, did a, I did a podcast with him, and he talked about how he knew he made it when he was in center field, and he heard the Bleacher Creatures chanting his name. It was like a rush of adrenaline. When we did that for Benintendi, he like didn't even acknowledge it. It was like he didn't know what to do because he's a Boston Red Sox. Too much of that Yawkey way in his blood. Too much Fenway in his blood. He didn't want to be here. He got hurt. He played a month for the Yankees this year. He got hurt. And then you didn't hear anything about him trying to return or trying to rejoin the team to help. But when they went up to Boston, he was all playing into the fact that like Brock Holt was saying, you know, boo Benny, and he was reuniting with his Boston buddies. Whatever, like whatever. I, I didn't want that guy. And, you know, Cashman can figure out left field going through the bargain bin with these minor league deals with Willie Calhoun and Rafael Ortega and Billy McKinney. 
battling it out against Estevan Floriel, Aaron Hicks, and Oswaldo Cabrera. That's what we're about to see in spring training. 877-337-6666. I got to take a break again, but I'll be back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And it takes a knee and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots. 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Ish on a Friday night. Keith McPherson talking to you. Me here, you there. Call me up. 877-337-6666. That's my guy Ross's song right there. Let's go to Ross in uh, Bergen County on the fan. What's up, Ross? Bro, what's going on, Keith? You know, holding it down. Trying not to talk about hey. the Yankees because that's going to piss me off. <laughs> hey, how about those blue shirts, though? Yeah, how about them? 6-3. I mean, they came out on a mission. That game was over fast. Yeah, I mean, besides, uh, I mean, they look like a team of destiny for 59 minutes and, and 38 seconds. I mean, there was like a 22-second span. All of a sudden, Seattle made it a game. But other than that, man, I mean, this team looked completely – and they were finally starting to get together before this this deal. All of a sudden, now you obviously had Tarasenko. You got mm-hmm. uh, Mikola, too. He kind of had a shaky uh, debut. But as far as Tarasenko goes, I mean, he was the, he was the big prize in the deal. I mean, right out of the gate, three minutes in, he has a goal. I mean, that's what he was brought in to do. He's a, he's a <laughs> sniper coming from St. Louis. Obviously, yeah, he won the cup. You know, thirty goal season. Kind of this year, he's kind of uh, kind of having a down uh, down season for his standards. But uh, past years, thirty thirty goal season says average like seventy to eighty points. I mean, this is a you know for most of his career, he's put up legitimate, solid, you know, consistent numbers. All besides this year, and you know. You look at the St. Louis team entirely. I mean, the whole team's basically kind of having a down season. They're probably not going to make the playoffs, hence why they, they're selling Tarasenko. They probably might move a couple other pieces uh, coming off the cup win three years ago. But, yeah, I mean, Tarasenko, huge splash for Drury, and uh, he avenged himself for the uh, Buchnevich trade uh, just last year, actually, last off season, Actually, the guy we got back for Buchnevich was the main piece going back to St. Louis, and Sammy, Sammy Boy just couldn't get it together here uh was pretty solid out of the gate, like a month in uh, when he made his debut last year with us. 
And then he uh, happened to tear his ACL and was out for the rest of the year and just couldn't get it together this year. So he goes back to St. Louis. But, man, you got Panarin, Zabanja, and Tarasenko on the same line. Actually, I got to credit uh, Avery Zaretsky at Barstool. He coined the line, the ATM line. So you got Artemi, uh, Tarasenko, and Mika coining at the ATM line. I mean, it's nice. fitting. What, one game in? Money. And, you know, yeah, they're, they, listen, man, they're putting themselves on the map right out of the gates. Don't you love it when a plan works out? At least for the you know first night, like it's good to see. I I had Island, yeah. I had an Islanders fan call about uh, Bo Horvat, and they're like, how, "How come he's not scoring a bunch of goals?" And like, didn't he? Is that his first game? I think he's already. <laughs> he's, he's got two already with him. I think yeah, he's got he two and three he games didn't score in the first game. They had to give him a, a, another game. He scored in his first game at UBS Arena. Yeah, well, they played Vancouver last night, and actually Horvat and Pavilier going from the Islanders to Vancouver both scored against their old teams. I mean, that was a barn burner last night. I think it was 6-5. That was a crazy game. But, yeah, man, this Rangers team, I mean, you look at last year, they went more for the, you know, the, the depth, looking more so for the depth pieces, really weren't going out for that big-name player. I guess you could say Cop was their big-name splash, but even then, he's kind of a career middle of the pack, you know, bottom six forward at best from Winnipeg. Man, Tarasenko's a legit, you know, perennial all-star. He's got like three or four. I don't know the exact number. He was actually on the cover of one of the NHL games years back. I mean, I don't think he's really in his prime window anymore, but he's still pretty damn good. He actually, you know, I take that back. He had a career high in points last year. I think it was uh, 82. But he's really, it really was never, yeah, it's really not a crazy jump, you know, in his, you know, first couple of years. He was always around 70 to 75 point guy. So, that's really the big thing with him is you're getting consistency out of him. And I think that was a big fear with uh, Pat, Patty Kane because he was rumored for a while. You know, obviously the connection with Panarin and Tarasenko happens to have a connection with Panarin too. That I didn't even realize. I know they were Russian, but I guess they played on the same uh, – they were on the World Juniors team together too. But uh, the Panarin and Kane connection was being rumored for a while. And, I th- and I'm pretty sure he's getting uh, – he's going to uh, – might get some hip surgery. Apparently got injured a couple weeks back, and you know Chicago's and ain't in the hunt anymore. So figured they just might, uh, yeah, they might have to trade his contract. I don't know what the deal is, but it looks like the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers are out. They can't afford him. They got like a million left in cap space. But yeah, I mean, if you were gonna go out and get a splash, it was between uh, Tarasenko, Kane, and obviously Timo Meyer, who's still on the market, still with the Sharks. And I think your Devils are a perfect fit for him. I mean, you know, Hughes being out for a couple weeks now, they could really use. You know, another four, some more forward depth. They obviously got, you know, Hughes, Heischer, Brad's been having a solid uh, breakout year. But, I mean, as long as he's still on the market, Devils are having this uh, breakout season out of nowhere. I mean, you, like you said, you you, you never know if you're going to be there next year, right? I mean, the Rangers were like go the for first it. month and a half. It didn't look like they were going to be they were going to be back this year. And all of a sudden, they got back into the groove of things, and here they are uh, – getting a perennial all-star right i think we got like a couple more weeks to go before the deadline so we're just getting started mm-hmm. when people were expecting those nba deals and all of a sudden this uh pops up and i know where frank saravalli breaking the trade and you know it took me by surprise I, I think i could speak for a lot of ranger fans there but yeah all in all crazy man gotta go for it uh if you're in it you gotta be in it to win it gotta always be trying to improve your team and at the deadline is a good time to do that i mean the devils well, are ahead of the rangers in the standings uh, by a little bit, but like you said, with Jack Hughes not being available, Jack is is a guy that they lean heavily on. Uh, you know, he's won some games for them. He he's instant offense, and with him being down, uh, you know, they could lose some games here. We're not hoping for that. We're hoping that they're he able was to... probably going to he was probably uh, projected to to hit triple digit points before he went down with his injury. And seeing the way he's been playing, 
I wouldn't put that out of the uh, picture either. I mean, the guy's been unbelievable this year. And uh, you bring up, the, you know, the Devils Rangers, too. I heard you talking about with Paulie. You know, it's looking very possible at the round one matchup. And that would be that would be absolutely crazy for this area. You know, I, you know, with the Nets and Knicks, we haven't seen either one of them. We haven't seen a lot of uh, playoff action. Obviously, the, the other two, you're not going to see them face off in the playoffs unless they go all the way. So we get a local uh, round one matchup. I mean, that's going to be... That's going to be like a, you know, the it's going to have a lot of juice. We magical, need it, man. Yeah. We need it. Ross, thanks for the right. call, bro. Appreciate the puck talk on the fan. Hockey fans, feel like you can call the fan. Uh, you know, the same way they say no one cares about the Nets and no one cares about hockey, neither are true. Neither are true. I've heard the same things uh, in here, outside of here, online. No one cares about hockey. No one cares about the Nets. That's not true. That's not true. You can't say no one. No one means zero. And uh, there's way more than zero. All right, back to the phones. I have awakened up the greatest fans in the world, the Yankees universe. They have something to say. I have a ton of Super Bowl notes, but we'll table them for now. Uh, I think you guys have heard enough about the Super Bowl for two weeks. There's not really much I can add about the rookies on the defense for the Chiefs or how many sacks the Eagles have versus how many sacks the Chiefs have. And, you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm on till 12. But now we have Yankees fans that want to weigh in on a few different things, I'm sure. Brian Cashman, the 13-year going on 14-year drought from returning to the World Series, coming up short. And if that's acceptable to uh, you know, be bounced from the postseason in uh, 2021 or 2022, 2019, 2017, and 2015 by the Houston Astros, who now have two World Series in five years, and uh, they seem to be the face of baseball. They seem to be the current dynasty in the American League. What are the Yankees going to do about it? Can they do anything about it? Is Cashman going to lead them in a direction where they can? Who knows? We'll find out next time on Baseball Z. Let's go to the phones. Joe is in Denville, New Jersey. What's up, Joe? Yo, Joe. Hold on, hold on, I'm here. Hello? Okay, yeah, Sorry, yeah. You, you. I got you, I got oh, you, you're man. in there. What's going on, Keith? I've been waiting to call you. It's perfect timing, too. My girl just got in the car, and I've been telling her I've been wanting to call you because I, you're like a brother from another mother. You had me cracking up over here. I almost woke up my daughter going on rants about the Yankees, man. <laughs> I need to take the words, like, right out of my mouth, you know, like the, the two callers back, like I'm also an 80s baby. Oh, man. And, uh... Oh. And, uh, you know, like, the reason why you can't get soft with the Yankees is, like, if anybody has a family, right, I have a 12-year-old son who, like, I'm bringing up in the, in the game, and, like, the one thing that, you know, like, costs nothing is, like, you could hustle, right? Yeah. And you got to watch Josh Donaldson strike out 45,000 times in a row and then finally get a hold of one, not run it out. Yeah, hot dog. He's got a pimp. Out. He's got to pimp everything. And it costs us out. It costs us runs. You got to watch that, right? And then, like, you had somebody like Nolan Arenado, who, like, not a lot of teams in the league wanted when he was, you know, the Cardinals come in, like, uh, and the guy just raked, you know? Raked. Cashman has passed on so many players in the last decade that could have helped this team. So many players that we've seen go on and win World Series or get there. You know, Justin, this last one, Justin Verlander, Bryce Harper. Just so like, and you know, that's what drives me crazy. You pay a lot of, you could pay a lot of money to go, you know, 
bring your family to a game and then have that. And we never had that. So, like, that's what I can't get used to. You know, you go against two playoff series in a row. My wife had to sit me watch, see, see me go crazy watching strikeout after strikeout, going against the Houston Astros, and just, just sitting there on the edge of your couch watching strikeout after strikeout after strikeout after strikeout. And you're like, all right, yeah. So this, Yeah, I'm and then, like, and then Clark's, mate, Clark's mate is, is um, called out of the bullpen. And you got to watch Clark, who pitched in AAA, pitch against the Astros lineup in the biggest series of the year. Whose smart idea was that? Oh, Frankie Montas. We trade for him, right? We trade away yep. a bunch of young, talented arms. Ken Waldachuk, J.P. Sears. J.P. Sears, who made some starts for the Yankees this year, was pretty solid in those starts. You trade those guys away for Frankie Montas. The guy is hurt. He's already damaged goods. Uh, and then you you force him to come back in the postseason. He comes in for one inning and gives up a bomb. What would you expect? The thing, and that's why I, I got on Cashman because, and I said to my pops, who's another diehard fan, you can't mess up the difference in talent between Castillo and Montas. You can't let Castillo go to Seattle. You can't. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, you guys are going to piss me off tonight. <laughs> well, Luis Castillo was the only answer, right? We we all thought, hey, go get that guy. He's dominated us. We've seen him dominate us in a red uniform. We've seen him dominate us in a Mariners uniform. But you know what? We got a prospect hug. We hug these prospects, but then we don't we don't actually play them. This better yeah. be the year, right? Volpe and Peraza, you didn't want to give up one or two? Like, let them play. Yeah. My next thing, because we could talk about the Yankees for forever, but I, I will say with the Nets, thank God the basketball gods look down on us because karma, like, I, I didn't think they – I thought pennies on the dollar for Durant. And, like, Mikel Bridges, like the, uh, the two callers back, that dude's a stud. Yeah. Like, I don't think Tatum's ever going to want to see him. Like, it's just not fun going against the Mikel Bridges. The kid is just, you know, and Cam Johnson and, like, them boys. Like, Yeah, they, they have some pieces. Them. They have a coach. And now they have a chip on their shoulder because the whole NBA world laughed at the Nets and wrote them yeah. off without these two, as if Katie and Kyrie did anything here. Regular season exactly. wins, winning streaks, it, it, it does nothing for me. It's cool to win in Katie December. They did exactly. nothing in the playoffs, so their tenure, their tenure here will wear worse on them and their legacy. It ain't going to wear on Nets fans. Thanks for the call, Joe. So I wanted to go back, and now that we're talking Yanks, it is what it is. But I wanted to go back to August as Cashman got on that call last week and said, like, you know, kind of smug with like a smirk, like, hmm, I forgot how far we got. You were supposed to get further. They were projecting this team to be an all-time great team. They were lining this team up with teams that went to the World Series and won. Coming out of the gate, they were saying you were going to win 110 games. And you faltered because the team you built, once there was a little bit of injuries and adversity, the team you built, they just fell out from where they were. If Judge wasn't carrying them, they had nothing. So in August, you have a series against the Mariners, where you win the first game, but then you go on to lose the next two, you lose that series. Garrett Cole gets absolutely rocked on a Wednesday. I'm, I'm parking my car, listening to John and Susan. He's already given up two home runs in the first inning. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Then you go out to St. Louis, swept by the Cardinals, who were a pretty good team. They got bounced in the wild card round, but they were still a good team. Swept. 
can't compete with them. You trade Jordan Montgomery, and he has a good showing against you. At the time, it didn't look great. So then the Mariners come back around. You got to go to Seattle after you get swept. And then you go lose that series. And we stay up and we watch those games for you to lose that series. Okay. Well, we got to go to Fenway after that and deal with the Red Sox, who were not good. But you lose that series. And then you go to Tampa. Or Tampa comes to us. You lose that series. Go back and just look at the month of August. It was a struggle. You lose that series with the Rays in your division. And then you go and lose one, two, three in a row with Toronto and Yankee Stadium. Yankees fans are like, what in the actual is going on right now with this team? And you finally got it together when the Mets came through. And you won two games that kind of revitalized this team and got things going again. But that stretch in early August, and, and let's go back to late July, right? Because I'd already mentioned the Cincinnati Reds series. I was at these games. That's the thing. It's like, I don't forget. Like, like that's why like, Cashman, like, pretending like he forgot. We're not impressed with you getting to the ALCS. You won 99 games. You should have won over 100 again. Boone should have had another season where he won 100 games, where we could fool everybody and say our manager's a 100-win manager. Like, that means something. The decisions that he makes, like, in that Subway series to pinch hit Joey Gallo, it's torturous for Yankees fans. What's going on? So back in July, right, they limped into the All-Star break. You remember this, right? If you listen to me, I was like, they are, they are limping into the All-Star break. They are limping into the trade deadline. Their momentum is gone. These guys were like the first to 50 wins. <laughs> it didn't matter. The team that you built was not built for 60, 162. So you lose that series to the Reds. All right, everybody, don't panic. Don't panic. There were one-run games that they lost to the Cincinnati Reds, but the Cincinnati Reds were bums. Then the All-Star game comes, and John Carlos Stanton wins MVP. Uh, Judge is out there. The Yankees send Clay Holmes. They send Garrett Cole. I was out there. It was great. Uh, Nestor and... Trevi, their first all-star game. They they get to pitch to each other. They get to take the field together. It was great for the Yankees. I'm walking around as an ambassador of the Yankees because I'm in Yankee gear from head to toe, and it's in Dodger Stadium, and Dodger fans are saying, see you in the fall classic. See you in October because the Dodgers had the best record in the NL and the Yankees had the best record in the AL. Well, getting to the all-star break with the best record does not guarantee you anything. The Dodgers didn't make it. Neither did the Yanks. But coming out of the All-Star break, you can blame Manfred in the lockout. We've got to play the Astros in a doubleheader in Minute Maid Park, House of Horrors. That first game you were in, you lose 3-2. And then the next game, you didn't have a chance. You lose that game 7-5. And then Stanton gets hurt. And after that, you lose those two games in City Field. And the Mets fans, I don't, I don't want to trigger any Mets fans. We won't even say what the Mets fans were talking about with the Yankees after they won those two games we all remember. But it wasn't fun for the Yankees universe dealing with that, Cash. So that stuff is agitating. That stuff is pissing all of your fans off. And then you finally get it right in September, but the focus is on Aaron Judge chasing history. And everybody's coming to Yankee Stadium to see this guy hit 60, 61, 62. It gets awkward. It's like a tennis match in there. It's like a we're watching golf until they play number 99, Aaron Judge. And everybody's standing up. Woo, get your cameras out. 
Woo, let's watch. And then it's, oh, oh, because of, you know, two balls thrown. <laughs> ball one, ball two. Oh, oh. Then Judge rips, rips a double. Oh, I'm like, hey, I'll take that double. I'm trying to win the game. What are you guys watching? And then all that stress and all that pressure on Judge, I was up here at the fan saying, I don't care about this record anymore. I care about winning the World Series. This guy has carried us all season. All this pressure on him, he's not going to be anything in the postseason. And, and his postseason numbers were nowhere near his regular season numbers. And the Yankees struggled to beat the Guardians. It took you five games. You forget about that? It took you five games. And I guess you can blame the weather and Mother Nature and all this other stuff for how that series went. But uh, since it took you five games, you win game five, and you got to go right to Houston. And they're sitting there, yup. <laughs> can't wait to play you. Because when they came here, they took you serious, right? Martin Maldonado said, we look at the Yankees as like, like this is a postseason in the regular season. They can't wait to beat the Yanks. They can't wait to embarrass you. They can't wait to own you. And the two games that you took off them were games that you needed Ninth inning heroics to win. Who's your daddy? Spelled H-O-U. We're tired of it. We're tired of being owned by the cheating Houston Astros. So we don't care that you made it to the ALCS. We're fans. We look at little things like opponents. We look at little things like getting swept, getting embarrassed. Because you may be able to escape uh, the criticism. You may be able to go about your business and do what you got to do. But we got to wear it. We got to tuck our Yankees hats. We got to put our Yankees jackets away. We got to put our hoodies away to not be embarrassed. It's been 13 going on 14 years. The Yankees fans, right, this fan base, there's millions of Yankees fans. It was built off of the old culture, the old Yankee way that we hear Jeter talking about. The captain doc came out this year. Jeter had the uh, screening in the stadium. Fans were in tears. A lot of emotion because of think, you know thinking about the old days and obviously the way that the film was made, but I think a lot of those tears were like, man, we're never getting this back. We're never going to have an era like this again. The Yankees have gone analytics. They're analytically driven now, right? The Yankees don't buy players anymore. They've got this new approach. Well, it ain't working. So I don't know what you expect from us. You got all these bright ideas and all these trades and all these things that you think are going to cheat the system. And, you know, I'll never get over a couple years back in that janky 2020 60-game season, the Yankees should have opted out, right? You're the New York Yankees. There's 29 teams in the New York Yankees. You should have been the New York Yankees and said, we're not playing this COVID summer camp into 60 games. We're good on it because you barely got into the dance that year, and that was a year that you actually could have stole something, but you got cute. You wanted to go Davey Garcia uh, for an inning and then pitch Jay Happ. What is going on? What is going on? You weren't prepared. You weren't prepared, so... You end up getting beat, and you keep forcing a roll this Chapman on us, and thank God we don't have to see him, but who's your closer now? <laughs> There's another question. Clay Holmes going to be ready to go? I hope so. Or maybe we pivot to Jonathan Loisaga. Who knows? Spring training's coming up. We're going to find out. You sound like a Mets fan. It's bizarre. It nah. re- you sound like a Mets fan from the Wilpon era. No, nah, don't do that. You're frustrated with ownership. You're frustrated nah. with the team. Nah, you see, that. You sound that you... Nah. Which is crazy because you're such a positive human and Mm-mm. you're so frustrated by this team. Mm-mm. It's different, Polly. Think about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's different. What what I am, what you're hearing from me is like hearing this GM 
who I used to go to bat for and cash we trust. Cash rules everything around me. I did give him props. Yes. But, like, they've come up short so much, and they've come up short in embarrassing ways. Like, two years ago, they go up to Boston. That lineup was cooked. They're rolling out Brett Gardner and Andrew Velasquez, Joey Gallo. It's embarrassing, bro. Like, I, I, am, I am a person now because of my internet stuff and my radio show People attach the Yankees for to me, I, and I don't. I don't care. I, I I like that. Like I I wouldn't be here if I wasn't a Yankees fan. Of course, but like I don't want to have to speak for their decision. Like they do so much dumb like that I would not do. That I, like that like if I'm managing the team, there's so many simple things that I'm like I'm not going to roll this Chapman. I'm not going to Clark Schmidt. I'm not activating Frankie Mont- Montas. I'm not changing the lineup every day in the postseason. I'm not signing IKF when there's a ton of talented shortstops out there. I'm not penny pinching when I'm the Yankees and I'm in the stadium and I'm watching people buy every single thing in there, every game, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. You have that to your advantage. You are the New York Yankees. You're in New York. You have all of these fans. And you want to be the Tampa Bay Rays. Please, let me fit another call in here before we break. Can I do that? I think I nah, I probably got to break it down. Yeah, because I want to give the, everyone enough time and that you'd cut them short. So let's break now. Yeah. Yeah, I got to go cool off. No, I'm cool. I'm that chilling. Is- I'm fine. I'm not bad. No, this is the, this <laughs> just, is the raw emotion. I could, I could talk this right. all day because I've lived it, bro. I go to 40, 50 games a year no, you for give, the last like five, six years. You give them a lot of money. Yeah, you, you I give have. them a lot of business. You know, that's what was, someone was like, whenever people say it's not your money, I'm like, it kind of is. I don't even want to check my tab at Yankee Stadium over the years before this past year where I got blessed with media credentials that I don't have to buy tickets. But years before, I was buying tickets. I was buying food, drinks in the stadium. I don't swipe my car for a damn thing in there. I think the only thing I bought this year was uh, a program. I bought I bought the program because there was a WFAN ad in it with me, Salicata, Boomer, and Geo, Craig, and Evan. I'm like, oh, I need this as a keepsake. And then I figured out how to get them for free. I'm not buying anything in Yankee Stadium. They're not doing what I want them to do with the money. <laughs> All right, call us up. 877-337-6666. We got to break it down. I got an hour left. Keep McPherson on the fan. BRB. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.